You're listening to Coldo D Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Parsha Vezot Habracha is this week's Torah portion, which means, and this is the blessing. Uh, today's sermon is entitled, And This is the Blessing, and This is Your Identity. Who do you say you are? What say you? All right, so reading through this parsha, you'll find a lot of things. Um, essentially, it is a transferring of calling and destination. Moshe passing away after viewing the land, right? A long, beautiful blessing he provided to B'nai Yisrael. The half Torah provides us with a new picture of somebody walking into their calling. That person being Joshua. We have Israel being established as Israel, going from son of the person Israel to being children of the land of Israel. Um, but Moshe, with faults and all, was a true leader. So a lot of us will focus on the aspect that he did not enter the land, but as we know in the Transfiguration, that was the first time he actually set foot on the land. But what we should focus on is the leadership that he demonstrated in his final days. If you get a chance, read the entire blessing of Deuteronomy 33, Sefer Devarim. But for now, we will focus on a portion of it. Moses says in verse 26, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, or we can just read it there. By the way, those are AI slides. Those are awesome, aren't they? <laughs> we had fun making those uh, this week. Um, Verse 26, there is none like God, Jeshurun, which in Hebrew is Yeshurun, which is like a poetic name for Israel, riding through the heavens to your aid and through the skies in his majesty. A refuge is the ancient God, and underneath are everlasting arms. He drove out the enemy before you and said, destroy, so Israel rests in safety. Untroubled is Jacob's fountain in a land of grain and new wine. Yes, his heavens drip dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by Adonai, a shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. Found out today the operation Israel is going into to, you know, for war today is called Swords of Iron, by the way, which is strange that this is the Parsha for this week. No coincidence. Your enemies will cower before you and you will trample on their back. So in this passage, you will see the heart of a leader, the heart of someone wanting the future of their people to thrive, someone wanting the best even after their death. Why is that the heart of a true leader? Because what does it matter to them after their death, right? And Dietrich Bonhoeffer said the ultimate test of a moral society is the kind of world that it leaves to its children. It's the ultimate test. So this is the sort of separation of narcissism, the viewpoint that everything is about you, and sacrifice, give up yourself for the sake of others. So Bonhoeffer, if you don't know who he is, was a pastor who fought against the evils of Nazism. 
in World War II. He tried to stop the Holocaust and was accused of assassination plot against Hitler. What Bonhoeffer is saying is that it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about what we are leaving to our children. Moshe is saying the same thing, imparting the bracha to the children of Israel was this great moral accomplishment. He could have cried out, but they cannot go on without me. They cannot do this without me. I lead them. This is my tribe. This is my people, etc. <laughs> Are you happy to see those thriving without you? Or do you wish they fail? A true leader and body will be excited to see the Lord move through you, cultivating your growth, excited to see you walking in your calling. A bad leader or a bad body of believers will be threatened by it and wish you the worst. So why are some people like that? I don't really know except to say that at the core, it is about themselves and not about the Lord's work. This can also be applied in the workforce and ministry. I'm sure you guys have experienced this on some sort of level. So let's move on to chapter 34, verse 9. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For, actually, it's Ruach Chochmah. For, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So B'nai Yisrael listened to him and did just as Adoniah commanded Moses. Verse 10, there has not risen against, again a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom Adonai knew face to face, panim el panim. So at the time this was written, there had not been a prophet, right? They had knew the Lord face to face. But as we know that, that one will be Yeshua. So there has not risen a prophet again, a prophet like is. Sorry, in Israel, like Moses, whom Adonai knew face to face with all the signs, wonders Adonai sent to him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and all his servants, and all his land, by the strong hand, the great awe that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Again, nothing but praise for Moses here, imparting a blessing to the following leader and generations of Israel. So that brings us to the Haftarah portion. Uh, which you guys know is the prophets and the writings. Um, and then there's the Brit Chadashah portion, which is the New, Test New Testament. But so remember, Joshua, having received the blessing, was full of the spirit of wisdom, Ruach Chochmah, for Moshe had laid hands on him. What is interesting about that is, is that the Ruach Chochmah was like uh, wisdom in war essentially. So we actually should be praying the Ruach Chochmah over Israel right now. So Joshua 1.1. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of Adonai, that Adonai spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, saying, my servant Moses is dead. So now arise, you and all these people cross over this Jordan to the land that I am giving you, to B'nai Yisrael. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads I am giving to you as I spoke to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon, Lebanon, not Lebanon, to the great river, the, the Euphrates River, and all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. 
No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, including Hamas, right? <laughs> Just as it was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Chazak, be strong, for you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be very strong and resolute to observe diligently the Torah which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the Torah should not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you, you will make your ways prosperous, and then you will be successful. Have I not commanded you? Chazak, be strong. Do not be terrified or dismayed, for Adonai your God is with you wherever you go. Down to verse 13. Remember the word that Moses, the servant of Adonai, commanded you, saying, Adonai your God has given you rest and has assigned to you this land. Sorry, I got so much scripture, but it's just all so good. All right. Then they answered Joshua, saying, All that... You have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may Adonai your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not obey your words and all that you command him, he will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So what are the takeaways from this chapter? One, next slide. The Lord never changes, right? So you, you get that a lot in culture. Well, we got the Old Testament. We don't really like so much. But we got a New Testament. Yeah, we like him. We like that whole love thing. We just, we just don't like the God of the Old Testament. Well, here is the, it's laid out, identical. God, so in the parsha, God says, be strong, chazak. I am with you. Observe my Torah. I will give you rest. The people tell Joshua, chazak. This is just in that one parsha. The new covenant, I can do all things with a verse taken out of context. <laughs> all right. No, that verse is not about winning football games or anything like that. But I won't get into that. It's about the strength that the Lord gives you to endure, right? Endure persecution, endure all these things. So, I am with you always. Abide in me. I will give you rest. And then we have that same type of love in the new covenant body where the people are being the support system. So as we flash forward to the new covenant body, we can see some things are the same, some things are different, or they are executed in a different way. Through the Mashiach, we are strong. We can do all things through Messiah. This is for all people, not just B'nai Yisrael. The Lord tells Joshua, be strong, chazak, spirit of wisdom, right? Now we are automatically empowered by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. This encompasses that wisdom because the Ruach Elohim resides in us. The Lord is with you always. He has not changed. Yeshua tells us to abide in him as he is the true vine and living word, essentially the living Torah. I'm sure you've heard that. He will give B'nai Yisrael physical rest entering into the land. Yeshua will give us rest for our souls. So love in the new covenant, this is where I think we could kind of stand to improve a little bit. 
But I would remind you that those remaining with Joshua, those at the end of Moshe's life, were the obedient ones. The disobedient were cut off. In the new covenant, the disobedient are still among the body. Makes you think, right? Yeshua states this with the parable with the wheat and the tares or wheat. We will grow together until the end. But I still think we could stand to learn from the obedient ones. So we have Israel telling Joshua, be strong. Adonai is with you. We will listen to you as long as you observe the Torah. So that's just an amazing support system. A lot of the time we only focus on when Israel was disobedient and not enough on when they were. So this is, this is amazing character from the obedient children of Israel. So I'm just going to redirect our attention a little bit. I just want to say, as a society, a body, you know, an organism, often we so personalize our relationship with God that we keep Yeshua in our tiny little boxes that no one can touch. Right? Something like that. No, he's my precious, he's my Lord, my personal relationship with Yeshua. This is how we, be content, how we become content being devoid of the body. We want to become content with listening to our, uh, this, uh, sorry, this is how we become content with listening to our favorite teachers and never attending the service or being part of a body. This is how we become content with being just online watchers. No offense to the online watchers. Some watch because they can't make it or they're sick or live far and still feel that we are their family. You know, that's different. If you can make it, just come. We cannot survive without one another. We are not only children. Those of us that have put our faith in him are the sons and daughters of the Most High. The scriptures never point to just a personal relationship. It is always us, a communal body. Never just a solo existence. Just as a foot or hand cannot be a solo existence outside the body, it is always the Lord and his bride who encompass the entire body of ecclesia or community. This is even demonstrated by Yeshua with our instructions to prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. With that being said, we also run the danger of creating God in our own image, right? If he's just our personal own Jesus. Picking and choosing whom we want our personal Jesus to be. He has not left that open to you or me. He is who he says he is. So back to the support system Joshua had. Be strong, only follow the Lord. If we demonstrated this, half the time we would have no idea what is going on with others in their personal lives. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. We have so personalized everything that we have left each other out. We have the Ruach HaKodesh that lives in the temple, which is you. And you and you and you. So how much more of a support system can we be with one another? So I want you to listen to intently on this quote. It is the most profound statement about God residing in us. In our temple, nobody can quite 
put it into terms like this guy. If God dwells inside us like some people say, <laughs> sorry, I can't get through it. I sure hope he likes enchiladas because that's what he's getting. <laughs> it's a joke. Come on, people. <laughs> Obviously, it's a joke of the physical and of the physical, and the scriptures mean spiritual. Essentially, we have a plus side and a minus side. The plus side, we have the indwelling of the Ruach HaKodesh to be able to deal with it. We are still called to love one another with that sacrificial love, even our enemies. Second Corinthians, now it is God who makes, us both, who makes both us and you stand firm in Messiah. He is anointed us, set a seal of ownership upon us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So the minus side is that the tares grow with us. God does not destroy on the spot like he did in the Torah, right? Final judgment on this matter is left to God, not to us. Yeshua separates the wheat and tares in the end. So my main point is that we need to be more actively involved with one another. This is how we improve. This is how we flourish in the kingdom. Some, some of us have so many stains that we hold on to, and we struggle to let others in to really help us. The wall building in our lives is unreal. We've been hurt. We've been ridiculed. We've been beaten. And sometimes, not all, it is within the body. How many of you have ever experienced more hurt within the body than the outside world? Church splits, how many of you have gone through that? I know some of you have. <laughs> so I, I, just, I just want to say real quick, I was at the Messiah Conference uh, this year, and it was about a class full of 100 people. And the teacher said, how many of you guys have never been through a church split? I think three hands went up out of 100 people. Never went through one. And, you know, there was a, a Jewish woman sitting next to me in a strong New York accent. Like, that must be nice, never going through a church split. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imitate it, but it was great. Uh, <laughs> So maybe you have stains that you do not know how to let go of. Maybe someone has verbally abused you, physically, or in the past, sexually. Let's call it what it is. Maybe someone has imputed a misplaced identity on you, called you things you aren't, destroyed you with words. The Lord can wash the stains away. Trust me. The Lord has called you by name. The only identity you need to be walking around with is a child of God. The Lord has come to you today. The Lord wants something different for you. The Lord is talking to you. He can wash away your sins. He can take the stains of hurt, shame, and even your trauma away. He can take those things from you. He says, abide in me. Abide. And I understand sometimes these things can be a process, which is okay. 
Sometimes it could take years to get rid of trauma. It's okay. I know D Diane and her daughter have videos you could watch. I haven't seen them, but I'm sure they're great. There's tons of stuff out there. We need to rally around one another. We live in a messed up world. These things that rise to the surface in us show us the error of humanity. We will put our emunah, our trust, faith in the Lord. Could you imagine how we'd all be without the Lord? I don't want to imagine it sometimes. What the world can produce without the Lord is pretty scary. To deal with certain traumas and identities we can't even... We can even come up with false identities. If you do not know the Lord, you have a danger of coming up with your own false identity. Sometimes you, if you do not know the Lord, an identity, the real identity, can be so true, so painful, that you resort to fabricating new identities. Has anyone ever seen Misha and the Wolves? Nobody, this is great. All right. Have you read the book Surviving with Wolves? You have? Oh, okay, great. Well, don't spoil it. I'm about to spoil it. Um, it, is a it is a Netflix documentary called Misha and the Wolves. The original story was a little Jewish girl whose parents were taken to concentration camps in World War II. They died in the Holocaust. She was taken and adopted by a Catholic family in Belgium. She, at eight years old, left her Catholic family because they supposedly hated her. She embarked on this journey back through the woods to where she was from to find her parents. She took food and water with her and everything. She, she ended up being surrounded by wolves, literal wolves, who treated her as part of the pack. She survived with their help. What an amazing story, right? So this woman wrote the book about this, became a bestseller. She had opportunities to go on Oprah and everything. She denied that TV appearance, but she sold millions of copies. Turns out her publisher, whom she had a tumultuous relationship with, and also a true Holocaust survivor, exposed her after doing more investigative research. The truth? She was born into a Catholic family, not Jewish, her father was a member of the resistance who was a little too free with information. He was caught by the Nazis. It was known that under pressure, probably torture, that he caved. He gave up resistance, intel, names. He became known as the traitor. She became known as the traitor's daughter. So could you imagine, just think about it for a little bit, what this little eight-year-old girl went through being known as the traitor's daughter. Her real identity, her real story was just too painful, so she fabricated a new one. She, she came up with a new heroic story that she wished was true. It made millions of people believe it. In preparations to go on Oprah, the film crew wanted to see her interactions with wolves. They put her in a corral with pet wolves. The crew and everyone was really amazed at her attachments. No fear. She started howling with them and everything. It seemed so legit. So how many of you love dogs? There's some people that don't love dogs. I'm totally judging you right now. 
<laughs> How many of you love dogs more than people? Don't answer that. Ah, you guys are... <laughs> All right, I love dogs. I love other people's dogs. <laughs> but I really think this woman's adaptability to animals was legit. They called her Snow White. All the animals just came to her. So I found this article on BMC Psychiatry. From, the de from a developmental perspective, the link between an insecure attachment to humans and stronger emotional attachments to pet might reflect a compensatory attachment strategy for people who are not able to establish secure relationships to other people during childhood. These people may build more close relationships with pets that might be perceived as more reliable and less threatening. In accordance with our speculation, Julius, one of the test subjects, showed that in a sample of 160 children who had experienced abuse, neglect, or traumatic loss, reports of a secure attachment to a pet, especially a dog or cat, were four times more likely than a secure attachment to their human caregiver. Does anyone relate to this, or is it just me? <laughs> All right. This does not mean that everyone who has emotional attachments to pets has deep-seated trauma. Okay, that's not what this is saying. But what this does mean is that her attachments were real. Her trauma as a child were real. Her unattachments to people were real. I'm here to say that if you don't know Yeshua, your identity is misplaced. You may have a semblance of who you are, but you are not walking in the fullness of who you are because your fullness resides in him. Fullness brings fulfillment. Culture cannot tell you who you are. This is happening now in our schools to children, in media, in society. Society, uh, society might say, you might, be, you might be gay or you might be trans. Just come out and we'll celebrate you. Naturally, people want to be celebrated, right? And if you're not getting celebrated or loved at home or you have traumatic detachments to grown-ups or, you know, or traumatic loss as what the previous article said. But I'll leave the rest for you to think about on that. We cannot, under, we can, we cannot underestimate the power of suggestion and manipulation in the culture. But I also understand that every situation is different. And also for the record, your identity should never be in who you sleep with. Or maybe people are bringing your old identity into the mix, constantly bringing up who you were before you knew Yeshua with accusations like, or similar to, you are son or daughter of the traitor. You're never going to amount to anything. You were born alcoholics, abusers, or maybe you are the alcoholic, the homosexual, or abused or abuser. Scriptures say that's what some of you were. This is no longer your identity. Do not hold on to it. Corinthians 6.11, this is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were made holy, you were set right in the name of the Lord Yeshua Messiah and by the Ruach of God. 
you know, the, the Hebrew word which would be uh, equivalent to new thing is chadesh, which means to restore or renew. One, one rabbi in the 19th century likened the word chadesh to a sneeze because back then it was the assumption that you were getting rid of old spirits when this happened. So think about it in context of being a new creation in Yeshua. You're, you're essentially sneezing out everything that you used to be. All right, and I've got plenty of scriptures, so here I go. For, for you see your calling, brothers and sisters, that not many are wise according to human standards. Not many are powerful, and not many are born well. I can relate to that. Yet God chose the foolish things of the world so that he might put to shame the wise. And God chose the weak things of the world so that he might put to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and despised things of the world, the things that are as nothing, so he might bring to nothing the things that are, so that no human might boast before God. But because of him, you are in Messiah Yeshua, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and holiness and redemption, so that, just as is written, let him who boasts, boast in Adonai. You were chosen for a purpose. Second Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You were shown no mercy, but now you have been shown mercy. Romans 8, 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. This is your identity. Because Galatians 4, 6, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit into, the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. 1 John 3, 1, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Your identity is in him. You are his child. He is the only one that can give you a new identity. Do you hold on to it? Do you believe it? It was his great pleasure to save you. Because you are his child, you will be our mishpacha, our family. As stated before, we are a communal body. The Lord does not have only children. The rest of us are adopted, right? Yeshua is the only son. We cannot survive without one another. This is everything the Lord has desired for you in this parsha habracha. So here's the list. I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me. Chazak, be strong. The Lord is with you. The one capable of impossibilities will make it possible. I am with you always. Abide in me is what Yeshua says. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I will give you rest. Mostly speaking of spiritual rest for your souls. Walking in the fullness of him will bring fulfillment. And the love and the new covenant body, once again, we are your family. Don't do this alone. You don't have to. We are empowered by the Ruach to do this. 
And then lastly, Mashiach Yeshua will give you a new identity. You do not have to fabricate a new identity that is false. As Joshua walked in that fullness of the Emunah, doing what he was destined to do, he has destined you for things. Your only identity should be child of God. Only abide and walk in the fullness of trust. So let's put away the things that you need to. Only you know what those things are. And let's walk in him. So Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for your word. Uh, Just so many beautiful scriptures, Lord, you gave me for this message. And I thank you, God, that... uh, Uh, in heaven there is no class system, there is no caste system, Lord. Lord, that under you we are all the same and we are your children, God. And thank you, thank you for, for, for coming to save us, to reach us, Lord. Thank you for meeting us where we are, God. And thank you that I didn't have to do anything except repent and come to you. Thank you for saving us as a body, Lord. And help us to to get better. Help us to let down our walls to each other. Help us to grow with one another. Help us to know what's going on in each other's lives. Help us stay connected and not disconnected, Lord. And for some of us, help us to love people as much as we love our dogs. Lord, we love you. We give you the glory. Bishem, Yeshua. And I just would like all of us to, let's all stand. And if you don't mind, we're going to do something a little different. Just come a little bit, come forward. I know we've done that before. Just Let's just come forward. And sometimes, sometimes you have to declare things. Not all worship songs are to God. Some of them are declarations, and that's okay. Be secure in your identity to him. Amen. Who am I that the King of Kings would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for, let's say us. Oh, his love for us.
it, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are your children. We are B'nai, I want to say the world. We are B'nai the world, Lord. We thank you so much that we are your children of the world, God, of the entire world. Lord, and your firstborn in Israel, God, is under fire. And we, we just pray your protection there, Lord, over the, over the older brother there. <laughs> we just thank you, God, that some of us are in that tree, Lord. Some of us are, are grafted into that tree, but it's all the same tree, Lord. And we thank you for this body, Lord. Love you guys. 